if this movie moved you, stop seeing movies altogether. <laughs> Don't ever go back to I the mean, theater. An annoying nightmare of sound and sight that almost drove me from the theater. This oh, film incredible. is more chopped up than vegetables in a Benihana. I I mean, <laughs> that's a what a reference! Apt description. Man. Gag me with a giant MTV spoon. This is like watching MTV <laughs> for three hours without a break. If you like that sort of thing, then you can go see this movie. What's an MTV What's spoon? MTV spoon? I want to Is know. it shaped like MTV? It's like, trying to figure like, out how that works. That was a one star review from IMDb. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. My favorite MTV VJ was Dan Cochise, I think. I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember them. Their names are like, Kurt Loader was cool. I don't think I ever actually really watched MTV. Yeah. Because you were like, what, 28? What the hell do you? I don't know. And Steven. <laughs> My favorite MTV VJ was none of them because I couldn't name a single one if I tried. <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I used to know, uh, what was that? Only like, Downtown Julie Brown. You had like Road Rules or you whatever. Had, or Real um, World? Real World, that was it. Yeah, well, they, Real World. Did they have the um, the skater one where they um, like they showed all the, probably the like basically all the skaters like busting it all the time? Oh, uh, I can't even remember what no, I can't remember if that, that was sounds more like um, MTV two. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, don't know. Or, or like <laughs> I, I never had trying to be to edgy MTV. or something, yeah. you know, to, to get in on. I was an MTV, MTV market. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> We're not talking about MTV this week. This week we are discussing the 2001 jukebox musical Moulin Rouge, starring Ian McGregor, Nicole Kidman, John Leguizamo, Jim Broadbent, and Richard Roxburgh. And it is directed by Boz Lerman. That oh, is, that oh Boz, is, Baz, Baz Lerman. Baz, Baz Lerman. Is Johnny Legs, isn't it? Oh, Johnny Legs Johnny is in this. I forgot about that. I don't know why that went right past me How watching did you, it. You saw the movie and saw his beautiful face and didn't go, there's my boy Johnny Legs. Uh, he's you, you was, he's track. in makeup. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor is right there. He is a gorgeous Ewan McGregor. But Johnny Legs is no, there. This is like peak Ewan McGregor. Oh, sure. Yeah, Yeah, just 100%. Um, So before we kind of get into it, we just have a little bit of housekeeping, I guess. Yeah. Uh, It is Romance Month now. Love Month. It's Love Month. Love Month. I refuse to call it this name. (laughs) So it's Romance Month. We have a great lineup of episodes for you this coming month. Uh, What kind of a great lineup? There we go. I said great lineup. That's what he said. Oh, What'd he? you hear? Not what I heard. <laughs> we have a bad lineup of <laughs> cover for you. Miserable content. Get ready. Terrible. That's uh, great. So we're, we did our best to try and hit, um, I'm going to say, a bunch of different genres a, a, a for this wide, month. A yeah. wide spectrum. Yeah. So we have romance, comedy, tragedy, melodrama, star-crossed lovers, just you name it. The so greatest hit. So it that, that's yeah. just Moulin Rouge. I mean, <laughs> technically, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, we also have musicals, which is this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so we also, you know. We're going to do uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Get excited for that. Uh, we're going to do. Uh, uh, your, name, your Name. Your Name. And we're going film. to do The Notebook. The Notebook. The Notebook. Buckle up, because I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. Uh, Steven I'm watches it every weekend. Uh, no. No. Oh. But I have seen it, <laughs> which I'm kind of surprised y'all haven't. But this is the film mm-hmm. that set every uh, woman's expectations just way off course in the 2000s. Well, the key was I was single when the notebook came out. So just so not, not going to happen. Yeah. Oh, you so still- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's braver no, or sadder. No, no. My college roommate was like, 
I want to understand what's going on with the women here. I gotta, we're gonna, wa- we're gonna watch this to know why. I, you oh picture you gosh. two guys in there with notebooks, just writing research. stuff down. Okay, hold on. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. So let's talk about Moulin Rouge, two thousand one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a quick synopsis of the film: A poor bohemian poet in the ni- or eighteen nineties. Excuse me, I almost got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1890s Paris falls for a beautiful courtesan and nightclub star coveted by a jealous duke. Yeah. Sums it up. That's about it. Good good old 1899. (laughs) Period. (laughs) And people sing. Yep. Uh, A lot. This (laughs) this was directed by Baz Luhrmann, Mm -hmm. um, who did Romeo and Juliet, Romeo plus Juliet, and Elvis, which is the most recent one that he Mm. did. He actually doesn't have a a lot of films under his belt. Did he do Chicago? No, he did Australia. Australia, okay. Uh, but yeah, like he really doesn't have a lot of films. For He's only done like maybe like eight. Yeah. I think. Um, this was written by Boz Lerman and Craig Pierce, music by Craig Armstrong, but it's a jukebox um, musical. So he really just did a lot of the composing and mm-hmm. everything else is basically pulled from popular media. Right. Yeah. 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 Time, yeah. yeah. Who did Great Gatsby? Uh, he did. That uh, was Boz Lerman. Did, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so this had a budget of $50 million. Okay, had a pretty world, low, actually. Yeah, pretty low. For the amount of stars in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, a worldwide domestic take, or a worldwide take of $184 million. A worldwide hmm. domestic take. Uh, domestic <laughs> was $57 million. Okay. Yeah, so it did good. It, it clearly made its money back. Yeah. And um, it actually won quite a bit of awards mm-hmm. for, for the season it was in. Yeah. And um, it won Best Art Direction at the Academy Awards, also Best I, Costume it Design. It felt like this movie like cleaned up. It was. It got nominated by a ton It got nominated of for stuff, a lot, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Best Motion Picture and Musical Comedy, and uh, Best Original Score, and Best Actress uh, for Nicole Kidman. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, Ian McGregor did not win anything. But Snubbed. Um, Rude. He's still my dreamboat. That's that's who. <laughs> that's the only award he needs. Andrew had to cheat on Tom Cruise with anyone. <laughs> it would be you and, and McGregor. McGregor. It's, just, it's just Moulin Rouge and McGregor. Oh, you don't. So not what, train spotting you. Raise on Obi Wan. You're like heroin. Nah. Yeah, I don't like the. I don't like the rat. Pops tail. up with the hello there, and you're like, no. Oh, I don't know. The bearded Obi Wan. I mean, yeah, sure, he's yeah. fine. Hot stuff. Rat tell says, Obi-Wan, no. So, uh, that's an awkward with face. a beard. No, no bias So actually, I'm just going to go None. ahead and, and drop in a little bit of quick trivia for this. Let's do it. So they actually had to um, cut the filming short for this film by basically a month or two because hmm. he was slated to be Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. And that weird. was when it was about to be filmed, and they kind of were running long. Right. You're like, hey, we got we to gotta finish this up now. Got to wrap it up. Yeah, George so there Lucas was, shows up on set. Are you going to finish this uh, musical soon? <laughs> because I feel like uh, I will need you and his rat tail back. He needs to um, grow a beard. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, I know this is Ryan's first time seeing the film. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this movie. I didn't I, realize this is Ryan's first. I guess yeah. he doesn't like musicals. So. He doesn't like no. musicals. So I'm curious. Uh, uh, no music in his soul. There. He's a musician. I know. It just sounds like a heart flatlining. Just dude, that's my soul. It's just a single tone. He's the most musically accomplished. Of One thousand hertz, a single tone. All right. So, what do you think? Uh, I I kind of want to go last, just because. Sure. I would like to set up my history with musicals and then go into my yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. on this because okay, I think perspective is important. Oh, so, man, why, why don't you guys get jump a into a dissertation okay. over here, Steven. I guess it's my turn to go. So, I have not seen this film in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I saw it not long after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remembered it being 
really fast and a bit of a drug trip at for a lot of time. <laughs> for most of it, yeah. yeah. My memories are but a pale imitation of what <laughs> watching this film is like. Holy cow, man. Yeah. Like there's there's Edgar Wright levels of chopping of like, cuts. Like, and then there's this. Ed, so here's the thing. I have seen this movie appear on a lot of like worst editing in films lists before. Interesting. I would never seen shock it. me. Uh, well, th- yeah. After watching this, I there's a few scenes that gave me a literal headache. I had yeah. to stop the movie. <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. Maybe it's because I'm a video editor and it's like it's what I do. And so I'm watching going, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Leave the camera alone. Yeah. But because there's some cuts that are like it's under a second. It's like cut, 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 cut. And I'm like, uh, no, it's, no. It's such a. Yeah cacophony of <laughs> yeah, sound particularly and color. at the beginning of the, the, the big the intro movie, into yeah. like Mulan. Well, both it, the, the, the intro intro, but then also the introduction of like the can can girls yes. as well. Those it's two sequences are just like, Holy cow. I am getting motion sickness from this camera. Yeah. I think I wrote down in my notes, something like, I can't tell if like, this is what it would be like to be on psychedelic drugs or if this movie would be make perfect sense. If you're on well, psychedelic course, drugs. Or, or the, the flip side is this is also because we have kind of a, a neophyte character entering this world. Mm-hmm. This is kind of his exposure to it. And just the, of the, just like the, the uh, sensory, the sensory overload. rapid of sensory overload. Oh, yeah. So from that perspective, I can see it Yeah, but from a perspective of me seeing, on the couch at home. It's like, slow down. <laughs> take a deep breath. The camera can sit still for more than half a second. It'll be okay. Because there yeah. is so much cool choreography going on in right. the scene. Yeah, yeah. And I never get to just watch Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Because yeah. the camera is just whip, whop, whip, whop. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. And it, and it does, it does <laughs> get whip, back. <laughs> it does get to a, a much more manageable pacing it, of yeah, yeah. 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 after you get through about like the first like 15 minutes of the film. And again, it's almost, well, that, it's, it's the... There's a couple of times this? where it ramps back up. It does. But it does settle in a lot. What, yes. what, is, what is McGregor's name in this? Uh, uh, Christian. Christian. Is that really his name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I, I would have been very wrong. Uh, <laughs> what was your name for him? <laughs> Nathan? I don't know. Peter. Jack. Good, strong American what? French name. Wait, what? <laughs> well, he's right. English, but whatever. Well, same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> he's a British invader. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but it, it does kind of fall off of that you know neophyte pace of like the the sensory overload introduction, yes. mm-hmm. which is good. It's just at that point I'm already like so shell shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does take a little bit to get used to. Oh man, it is the just pacing of the film and the the rest of the film's pacing is also it feels disjointed coming down off of that high. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's almost like, man, this feels really slow. Like, where are we going? Like, are we going to do anything now? <laughs> like, you like you built up my ADHD, and then you're just like, right. now stare at the same sequence for 30 seconds. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like you, can't, you can't figure out. Like, I can't, yeah, I can't settle down. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, Stephen, but... I mean, do you like it? Over, yeah. Like it's, <laughs> so I I think I like it less having watched it now than I did before. If you asked me before, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, Moulin Rouge is, you know, it's a cool. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, the costuming is spectacular. The blending of songs is really great. Yes. Uh, the choreography of the big dance numbers is just kind of absurd, especially when you consider the fact that they are either moving the camera and resetting these shots over and over again, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. they're running multiple cameras and, and coordinating that with the choreography. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was the first one. I'm almost positive yeah. it is too. Cause the angles, there's nowhere else for someone else for the camera to, to be, to be. Yeah. <laughs> and not right. just be a dude in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which just that whole sequence and 
the logistics of that is just an insane accomplishment to me. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. No, yeah. From, yeah. From where I'm sitting here, there's no moment where I'm like, yeah, I could, I could storyboard that. Well, no. Especially <laughs> too, like when you look at like, you know, older movies, like, um, you know, like stuff from like the fifties and sixties where they had the big choreographed yeah, like, yeah, numbers like and numbers. stuff. It's like that, but with camera rigs that can go up on up the above. ceiling and yeah. like, yeah. So it's that was the all they evolution did. of that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we're, back we're, in the fifties, it was, Hey, here's a straight on shot. Right. We're going to rise up a little. And we're yeah. going to come back down. Right, that was enough. Come but on. you're going to be impressed with everything we're doing. There's a huge scale of it. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like like I said at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, I really do like this movie a lot. Yeah. And I also agree that it is incredibly fast-paced and a lot of the editing is very jarring. Even for me, like, and I know what's coming and I know, like, how it's kind of, like, paced and stuff. Mm-hmm. The first part of the first, like, I'll say quarter of this movie is very tough to watch if you're not ready for it. Right. Yeah. And it can be, and that can, I think just cause it's so weird and so out there mm-hmm. that like, it's very much like, Oh, I don't like this. I'm out. Right. Like, and, and you just turn your mind off and then that's it for the rest of the film. And I do think that this film has a lot of really good things going for it. I think Nicole Kidman and Ian McGregor did a fantastic job yeah. as the leads. I and mean, they put yeah. on a pretty good performance. They do. For sure. Yeah. And especially Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, on top of that, you also have like, I really do like the jukebox feel where you have like, they did a good job meshing a lot of these songs together. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly some of the, some of the later ones. <laughs> I think the best one of the film is honestly uh, like a virgin just mm-hmm. flip flopped instead of being girls. It's actually guys. Yeah. And it's incredible just because it's really, really funny. And it also had like the, uh, the two people that are singing it are great. The Roxanne. Yeah. No, I mean, Tango D Roxanne is, is one. It's already a fantastic song, but then just the actual like stakes that are going on when it's done. Yeah. It's when it's like, done, it's, it's very, very good. <laughs> it's just, <"Ugh." laughs> but yeah, this is definitely one of those films where like I've, I'll probably watch it at least once a year. Yeah. And I love the music. I've listened to the music for decades now. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember the the first time I watched this movie, my friend at school, he basically gave me a burned DVD. Oh, those oh, days. Back in the day. Back in the day. He was like, hey, man, you just need to watch this. And I, I had no yeah. idea what I was watching. I watched it on, you know, on my computer yeah, with my little computer speakers. <laughs> Fire up Winamp real quick here. Oh. And, and it, it's definitely one of those oh, where, God. like, it just Back blew my day. mind just because it was, mm-hmm. so, I'd never seen anything, anything like, like this yeah. ever. And it's, it's such a specific style that Boz Lerman does because mm-hmm. he, he, he really does a lot of really quick cuts, but then he loves having his character superimposed on other things on superimposed yes. on other things. A lot of layers. To so the many imagery. layers yeah. for the visual effects. And there that, are a few kind of, sorry, not to cut you off. No, no, there, no. There a couple of little like visual sight gags that are done just at little random bits that almost have a Wes Anderson feel to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, the, the gun hitting the Eiffel Tower towards the There's a moment where all the, the all the guys throw up the hats and then the hats fly up above Paris and stuff like right, that. It's just yeah. so like, over the top ridiculous yeah. that you, like the visual style fits that mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm curious what you think, Ryan, because yeah. you don't like musicals. You, I love musicals. I grew up with it. Ryan yeah. think. So I, I don't like musicals and I think this movie is okay. So that should say a quite a bit, to well, be we're honest. Done here. Well, we're done here. Right, <laughs> so, well, to be quite honest, up, that boys, should say quite a up. bit. Good job. Right there. <laughs> um, so, like, my, my thoughts on musicals, right? Like, mm-hmm. here's here's where I'm at. I have, like, 
not a big affinity to musicals because that's just not my style of entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not something I've ever loved. Now, there's obviously... Ryan hates Disney, confirmed. No, no, no. So that's the weird <laughs> he thing. He hates is song and dance. When it dance. comes to it's, Disney movies... He hates happiness. Cats out here <laughs> All dance. All terrible. <laughs> cats don't dance. Like, Disney movies, <laughs> Muppet movies, love them. Like, oh, okay. can't get enough of it. Like, in terms of, like, the cool. musical aspects like of the them. animated ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, outside of Muppets, Muppets are live action. Oh, yeah. Are animated. Even stuff like, like Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Um... So Disney. you like that? Uh, yeah, like um, uh, well, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, Willy so, Wonka. so stuff what, like that. What, what I'm hearing is that you yeah. like diegetic musicals. It's, to where it's, it's less that it's, they it's, don't go in their own pocket universe. I, I like musicals that basically are absurd and feel like a musical. I think my problem is with more modern musicals where they shoot it like a serious drama film and then someone just busts out into song. In the middle of the street. That and feels and very cringy to me. It doesn't hmm. feel very like, it feels cheesy But like me. what what modern musicals are you talking about? Because there's... La I mean, La okay, Land. so to, to continue, it's not just modern musicals. Yeah. It's, I don't like a lot of the style of singing that people do in a lot of musicals, the, the stage style of singing, like where you're trying to hit the back row, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm also very particular about vocalists, like their song, the sound of their voice. Yeah, the timbre. And it's not even like a thing I can like scientifically put my finger yeah. on. It's just kind of like saying, I don't like the color green. No, I get it. I mean, why like, don't you like the color green? I don't know. I don't no. like that guy's voice. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the same. Like there's a lot of people that don't like Rush because they right. don't like the lead Getty Lee's yeah. voice. Yeah. So it's, it's a similar thing it's where weird. like, if I go to a musical, and I listened his to his voice or people not like not Rush. liking Rush. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get on board. Listen to Rush. Twenty one twelve. Awesome album. Um, moving pictures too. We're not old. Yeah, moving pictures fantastic. Yeah. Um, no, it's if if I go to a musical and I don't like the main person's voice, it's and now be that tough. person yeah. singing eight songs in this movie, yeah. this is going to be yeah. grating on me. So that's usually my problem. I listen to a lot of instrumental music, and I, I listen to a lot of music with singers, but it's like. I'm very like hot and cold on yeah, if I like I get it. someone. And so, that, that's totally fair. Yeah. So to say that, mm-hmm. right, my thoughts on this are that, so my question is, did Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor yes. actually sing their parts? Yes. yes. They their did voices are great. Yes. I loved they, both they of their voices. They do really well. They do really singing. good. They both act incredibly. Mm-hmm. Johnny Legs is in this movie. Yep. John Leguizamo, for those not cool enough to know him as Johnny Legs. It's funny. I have trivia about that, but we'll get to like, it after this. Any wall. movie that's got Johnny Legs in it gets points in my book, right? Yeah. My problems stem more from it. I, I also have a thing about covers mm-hmm. of songs. Yeah. For me, the covers in this movie are 50, 50, 50% of them. I'm like, all right, cool. The other 50 fans like, no, this ain't it. Don't, don't, nope. Don't ruin this song. Wrong, oh wrong no. Wrong approach. Yeah. Wrong approach. <laughs> abort, oh abort. no. And so for me, it was a roller coaster ride, especially when they start blending them together. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Oh, nope. Don't. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Now we're so, back. You know, and I'll definitely say this too. Yeah. Because when I was growing up and I watched this movie for the first time, yeah. a lot of these songs, this was the first time I heard these songs mm, because okay. I didn't grow up with a lot of like, I'll say like popular modern music from right. like that era. The devil's music. Well, not, yeah. like I, like I had heard Elton John, but I'd never heard your song until I heard it in Moulin Rouge. And then uh, I went back and okay. listened to your song for Elton John. See, I feel like that's a totally different perspective. Yeah. It is yeah. because like, like, and that again, I understand that, 
that like yeah. my like when it came out, it hit at a really specific time sure, in my yeah, life yeah, yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. So it's going to completely like warp so, how so my mind. era, yeah, yeah. So it perceives mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, so I I like the story of what happens again. I like the performances, especially the dramatic scenes. Yes, like Nicole Kidman really just kills it. Kills it. Just dominates. Um, so all that's great. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the editing was a problem. Like yeah. it definitely. It's not only the the beginning, like you said, it's really the first quarter when they have their first interaction mm-hmm. in the uh, the elephant, yeah, and all that, and everything's like sped up and hyper. Like I I was like okay. Some of that was comedic and funny, mm-hmm. and then it like crossed a threshold into like I'm uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> like calm down, please. This is driving me nuts. Yeah. Like just yeah. keep the shot for longer than three quarters of a second, please. Um, then like um, you know like where the story goes and like how it ends and that kind of stuff yeah. all was was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me the visuals. I think if I had seen this in 2001, mm-hmm. I would appreciate it blown a lot more. Yeah. yeah, just because there are some bad green screen moments and some like weird layering. Like you're talking about that. Like I get what they were going for. It's we have to do this on 2001 computers that like, it's not fair to judge it by today's standards. I just feel like it's a whole different experience now than what you had back then. And it, it really is like very much a product of its time. It is for sure. Yeah. yeah. For better or for worse. It's just like, you, you got to know that. And I, I knew it going in. Yeah. So I, I think it's a, Okay, movie. I don't want to say good. I mean, that, like, I don't know that I would recommend this to someone if you are a fan of musicals mm-hmm. and you're a fan of Boz Lerman. Yeah. If you're in that camp, you've probably already seen it. You've definitely already seen it if you're a fan of Boz right. Lerman. So, right. Like, there's only where, so many choices here. I, uh, if you're younger and maybe you haven't watched his older stuff, like mm-hmm. Romeo plus Juliet, this. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. I think if you like The Great Gatsby and some of the other yeah. things he's done, you would probably fall right in. And to be clear, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's just like it's not it's a, quite my jam, and the editing is a little mm-hmm. hectic. Well, and, and for me, like I would absolutely recommend it just from the level of like if you really like um, – if you ever watch like Rock of Ages or any other kind of like jukebox musical, like mm-hmm. this is definitely going to be up your alley. Like there's a lot of really fun stuff in there, and Nicole Kidman and Ian McGregor just absolutely dominate the screen whenever they're on there yeah, yeah it's really hard to kind of fault it uh, other than that just because like i think their performances are so strong mm-hmm. that it really does help lift the rest of the film that probably would have been mediocre otherwise oh if if nicole kidman and, and yeah you and mcgregor oh, were no, in this movie terrible this film. terrible yeah like they they elevate it on another level yeah 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 You don't have to put on that red light again for more content. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you can just go to spoilersintendedpodcast.com for all our previous episodes, along with links to things like our Discord, socials, and Patreon. Yeah, check us out on Discord. We have a great community over there. We have a lot of different channels we talk about, like what we're cooking, what our pets are doing. What we're listening to. Yeah, like this I right here. I want to see your pets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got also a lot of fun on Discord. It's a great online community. It's all free. Come join us. We also have socials. We have Instagram and Facebook. We'd love for you to, to toss us a share, give us a like, you know, even toss us a camera, follow us, whatever. Yeah. Just because that is where we have all of our latest releases and everything, news, whatever, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it if you just give us that thumbs up. to the night.
And we are back from the spoiler wall. We should just keep this playing because now we can listen to Ian McGregor sing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're back from the spoiler wall. Yeah. I have a, there's actually quite a bit of trivia for this. I'm not going to do it all at once. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, big, big deep breath. Micro Machine Man speed. Let's go. Nah, just dull it out when it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, talking about just kind of music here, uh, Come What May was written by David Bear, Bearwald uh, for Romeo Plus Juliet 1996, but it wasn't used um, in Moulin Rouge 2001. It was newly written for the state, for basically the stage show by Christian. Mm. Um and or like in the in the film in the film yeah, um, yeah, yeah it is only it is the only completely original song in the entire film however because it was written for another film the oscars wouldn't allow them to be under the best song award oh, they have Lori. such That's weird so stupid like the so whole dumb. have you heard about the barbie thing about they they forced it to be under adapted screenplay and it's not adapted from anything it's not what's adapted it, for anything adapted it was a plastic from? box with a doll in it what do you on the back it's like oh. barbie has a sister named skipper how is that adapted yeah <laughs> like, yeah oh totally I, mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Like, the Oscars continue to have mm-hmm. just these weird hinky rules that like keep certain things out of but it. Yeah, so they basically snubbed Come What May out of being a Best Original Song contender, which it definitely would have been nominated right. for. I think it's a fantastic song. I mean, so, as many nominations as this got across the board, if it was allowed, that would have been nominated minimum. I'm not going to guarantee yeah, a win, I, but I minimum nominated. This moment where I was like, what is this? I don't remember. Yeah, I, like, no, I also had that only, moment too. Yeah. I was like, what, what is this one from? I don't. Yeah. Who's, is this an Elton John one also? You know, and I'm like having to think about, <laughs> I think I've heard this. Yeah. Um, and then another uh, musical note here, uh, in the Like a Virgin number, Jim Broadbent's voice, who's um, Harold Ziegler, mm-hmm. yep. um, is dubbed by an opera singer, Anthony Way, mimicking Broadbent's own vocal performance. Got him. Uh, the floor was rubbed <laughs> in Take Coca-Cola that, so the dancers wouldn't slip. What? Um, yeah, this is so sticky. Uh, this segment um, is Richard Roxburgh's favorite experience from the production. It took a week to film. I imagine. Can if you, you imagine had, the ants in that set? Not only that, <laughs> imagine Coke everywhere. The live mic on set just. Oh, as everyone's oh. stepping around, <laughs> just sticking on just, the floor. <laughs> just every step is. <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, and, <laughs> and, um, Why did you have to bring that up? <laughs> yeah. It's and all then, I can think about. I'm going to think about that laying in bed tonight. <laughs> 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 Gross. Um, and then one more thing about musical numbers. Filming was halt- halted for two mm-hmm. weeks in November of 1999 after Nicole Kidman fractured two ribs and injured her knee while rehearsing for a dance routine for the film. Many of the scenes Dang, where she is Good only Lord. seen from the chest up, um, including a real actress, were shot while she was in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. Ah, Uh, And she didn't realize that she had injured anything Mm -hmm. or um, damaged her hip for five days, and she kept filming because she thought she'd pulled something. Right. She just thought Uh, it was like a torn muscle. She thought it was torn muscle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Trooper. Yeah, I mean, she, crazy. she really sold out for the role. What, what was she doing? I like, mean, when you're married to Tom well, Cruise at the time, you'll, you know, it was because um, they were, they were basically redoing the shot so many times for the sparkling oh, diamond like scene repetitive. to where she was being, kept being lifted, lifted up on her hips yeah. and it basically like hurt her ribs and that, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got all that, all your weights being pre- compressed yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it was interesting. Um, yeah. Just kind of reading up on some of the stuff. Um, we can also talk about John Leguizamo. Yeah. He used various tricks to make John Leguizamo uh, legs appear shorter. Some shots are of him um, are of his stand-in, who was the correct height, while others mm-hmm. he walked on his knees in special leg braces wearing blue socks so they could cut it out digitally. Cut it out yeah. uh, Leguizamo did 
um, did the entire climactic scene from a squatting position to give him greater mobility in his role. So when he's like dressed up oh, as the, the um, thing. Yeah. as the sitar, yeah, and uh, consequently he had to endure several weeks of physical therapy afterwards. I bet so because imagine being in a squat for like twelve hours while oh, you're yeah. shooting. Yeah. Hours, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this movie's wild. Yes, it's wild. Like, yes. It's, the True. the thing that I like, and this is, I think good or a good indicator of all like most general tragedies. Cause it's definitely mm-hmm. a tragedy um, is they tell you right at the start. Oh she yeah. Dies. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. By the time you get to the end of the film, like, Oh no, she dies. Yeah. You're like, Oh no, she <laughs> dies. Yeah. No, I was, I was kind of waiting for it at some points because mm-hmm. yeah, they did the thing. That well, they and they, they do a couple like things where I'm like, Oh, maybe she gets shot or right. You know, yeah. Like, cause they're like, you know, there's, there's always the, the question of like the, the henchman or mm-hmm. the Duke himself that is going to pull the trigger and then right. she's going to get in the way. But then they, they just bring it all the way back and she's like, no, she's got tuberculosis. She dies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nope. It was consumption. Yeah. Which is just tuberculosis. Yeah. TB. Yeah. Just the old way of saying it. Just the old way of saying it. So, well, I looked it up. I was like, what is consumption again? Cause I feel like I do this about once every couple years when mm-hmm. a movie deals with consumption and I go, yeah. what was consumption again? And I look at it I'm like, Oh yeah. Tuberculosis. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, what else, what else are y'all's thoughts for this now that we can talk, yeah. kind of talk about it. So like, again, I, I think the, the, the bones of the plot of like where it goes mm-hmm. is your, your typical tragedy. Oh, for sure. But it, it's still enjoyable to watch because of Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman, uh, Satine and Christian. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was the, um, because of their acting, you really buy into their love. Yeah. And you they buy have really good on screen chemistry. Oh, for sure. And you also buy into that, like, um, you know, it's a, a trope of like, you have to push him away. It's what's best for him. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh-huh, yeah. Harry and the Hendersons, you have to oh, put it, him out in the woods. It's honestly because, hard. You know, <laughs> Harry, uh, you know Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons, where they make him walk back into the woods. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> God. Of uh, all the references. So, the well, reference. like, so you have that, you have that moment, obviously, whenever she comes back to the apartment, she tells him, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. he offered me everything, you yeah. know, and then it hurts then, but then whenever he comes back in right. and like he throws the money on the ground and oh, he starts yeah. walking away, sequence. it Oof. is, man, it just stabs you right in the heart. Oh yeah. Cause you're like, you're going to regret this. Don't do it. Here's your money. I'm she's, like, no, she's dying right now, man. And you then can't I had that this. moment. I was like, it's in the middle of the play. What are you doing? <laughs> you're <laughs> ruining the production. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> sir, <laughs> sir. But I really like, I like how they actually did that to where mm-hmm. it, it still felt like it was part of the play. And it, right. it obviously, you know, it's mirroring the story that he wrote was mirroring. The sure. I, yeah. I felt bad for, for Harry Ziegler at that moment, but he's like trying to improv what's going on. He's <laughs> Yeah. staring at his whole like life flashing for yeah. his eyes oh uh, it's the it's the sitar you can't tell what am <laughs> you I sh- doing you shaved his beard <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's uh, I, 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 oh go ahead. I, I kind of wish he had kept with that even after so, and a gun. Where did this <laughs> mysterious device come from? If he like <laughs> stuck with it. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'll definitely say that I really like Jim Broadbent as he does great. Harry yeah, he Ziggler. does Ziggler. Like, yeah. like he really does steal His the show. Facial expressions because they do. Especially at the start with like the can can introduction, they do a lot of close up on his face. Yeah, mm. like when they're flipping back and forth between him and Nicole Kidman talking in yeah. the middle of midst of the dancers, his expressions are so good. They're like wild. His face just bounces well, around. And I've seen him in so many different things, but I've never seen him in a role quite like this, like, where like he's so playing the ridiculous, ridiculously what else, what else over animated. Yeah, 
Um, I've seen him in a couple of TV I mean, he shows. He was in Harry Potter. He was I'm in put, Harry Potter. I'm putting you on the, him on the spot. No, no, let me. I'll look it up. Slughorn. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a British TV show. I'll look it up real quick. So one of my favorite moments with yeah. him in this film is whenever they're in the elephant and um, he notices that something's up in the elephant, so he comes. Down. Oh, he's like, what? He's creeping. He's yeah. creeping all the time. Well, he's, oh, yeah. well, he's creeping, then he comes down, and then uh, Satine's basically just like, "Hey, the, you know, the, the emergency rehearsal. He's so keen to invest, yeah. invest, invest, invest." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like exactly the type of character oh. that you know he is. He was in Game of Thrones. He was, was he? one of the uh, Archmaesters. I'm trying to remember his. Uh, oh last yeah, name. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. And then he was in. Um, That's not a British show at all. You lied to me. No, but he I was in British, British characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gangs in New York. He's in that one. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen Gangs in New York. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Actually, um, it's a good movie. So during the uh, during the uh, elephant scene, whenever. Um, the initial, you gotta be more yeah, specific. Well, well, yeah, so whenever Christian is doing the, the poetry reading at the beginning and, and Nicole Kidman's just writhing Dude, around on okay. the ground. Watching that now is just like, man, is this just part of being married to Tom Cruise? Or yes. did she like go off, like after every take, she went off and just like took a slug of tequila? So or all like, of that was improvised. That wasn't in the script. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> okay, hold on. Can you imagine? None of that's in the script and you... Are you and McGregor just standing there, and Nicole Kidman is just writhing, losing her mind? <laughs> You're just like, what is going what on? What I love the idea in my head. It's like the set, like the you know the, the guy holding the boom mic, the best <laughs> grip. <laughs> standing he, there, like what? these guys are going, what? And Boz Lerman goes, more energy next time. <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> Stop phoning it in. Come on, like let's over the top color action. You know? <laughs> Yeah, the the frenetic pace of the film of basically just how it's directed, like Boss Lerman just has like a very specific style because it, it obviously it shows yeah. up in Romeo and Juliet has has he kind of tones it down a little bit in Elvis because it's more of a biopic at that one. Can, can you imagine that? Like yeah. just thinking about you know in a non digital shooting era, right? you're shooting this on film. Mm -hmm. The level of splicing it takes to get these kinds of edits. Oh, it's ridiculous! Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like, yeah, we well, have 15 in, different in, reels. I need three frames from that one. Six from this. We'll do 12 here for spice. I need one frame from that. Camera <laughs> right. number four. Give me like, a full 24 on that one. Yeah, let's, let's do a second. <laughs> really hang on that one. Uh, for a second? second? Yeah. There's there's um there's an editor. I need to look up who actually did the editing. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Give me you know, his name was, and his address. How much cocaine did he <laughs> go through? What was the budget? It's, fu it's funny, too, because when I was writing the episode today, mm -hmm. I looked it up and I was like, I don't need to write. I don't need to put the editor down. You better I was, have. I was so wrong. You were you sorely were mistaken. We were going to talk about that editing. Let me tell you. So um, what else can we talk about while he's looking well, up well, the music? Your favorite songs go. Okay. Hmm. Ooh, I mean, Come What May is uh, Come What May is incredible. Yeah. Your song yeah. is well done. I enjoy that one. I mean, Roxanne, right? Yeah. I was going to say Roxanne probably stands out to me. Mostly for the... Because, I mean, most of the songs, I think, are well-placed in terms of, like, the emotional impact of what they are. I Obviously, the can-can thing is just insanity. It's just ridiculous. It's pure yeah. insanity. But, like, the, you know, Come What May, Your Song, and then Roxanne, like, those all hit mm -hmm. emotional beats. I think well, and, Your and, Song might be one of my favorites. And, well, and really Roxanne well really yeah. hits, obviously, at the, the emotional pinnacle the, of at the, the right turning moment. point yeah. of the film. Oh, yeah. quick note. Um, the necklace worn by Nicole Kidman in that, mm -hmm. in that scene, whenever she's um, being, like, 
during the song, yeah. um, was made of real diamonds and platinum and was the most expensive piece of jewelry ever made for a film. Wow. The Stefano Canturi nex- necklace was made with 1,300 diamonds, weighing a total Why? of 134 carats and is worth an estimated of $1 million. I want it to sparkle. Just make it out of cubic zirconia. <laughs> what? what the heck? It's that a movie. It's 2001. You're not even shooting in high def. Like <laughs> The studio's like, where's all the budget, Boz? And Boz's like, you see, we have this necklace. Yeah. Um, He's wearing it. You don't understand. <laughs> it's important to me. So Jill. It's precious. Uh, Jill Bilcock was the editor. Although still relatively unknown, Jill Bilcock is one of the world's leading editors working with directing heavyweights such as Sam Mendes, Boz Lerman, and yeah. Fred um, Shepeshi. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, An award-winning editor. Um, he was in Australia. He's born in Australia. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it could have been Boz Lerman going like, <laughs> cut, 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 cut now, and cut now. Not now, then. Cut. You know? I mean, just keep props, that, props one, to that guy one. for not going insane. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, how much, like, how do you survive just a day? Like, you're, like, driving into work. You're like, all right. Boss is going to be boss. You just got to I want to see the, the final reels. cut timeline right. of that. <laughs> right. It, 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 boss is probably like, I want it hectic. I want it crazy. I'll give it to you. <laughs> He'll never love this. Play. It's perfect. Wait, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no, it, no. It would be great if we could just do one more cut. Right. What? The, what? No. Yeah. I did a few more cuts and we're there. More? <laughs> yeah. um, I was trying to get fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely agree that I think mm-hmm. your your song is probably my favorite out of the film. Like, Tango D. Roxanne is great. Um, I really enjoy Like a Virgin just because you well, it's just, just so ridiculous. Bit of it, yeah. yeah. Um, it like I don't really like the song itself, but whenever you have both of them just singing at each other at the mm-hmm. end and just like full operatic like exposure, yeah. it's, it's just the ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. just so absurd. Well, because I, I don't really like their version of the song necessarily, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. The the it's everything <laughs> around it kind of yeah. elevates it. Yeah. Um, in terms of the side characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like outside of, we've talked about Toulouse and, and Zidler, uh, the Duke, Richard Roxborough. I like, yeah. I like him in this. I He's think great. the only other thing I've ever really seen him in is Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he has been in, hold on, I'm about to look but it no, up. He, he actually does, he plays a very good bad guy. He does. But like, again, it's kind of the same as like Jim Broadbent of like, I've seen him in other stuff. I've never seen him play this unhinged, such a wild, yeah. yeah like character. So like, oh, I thought he a, did great. He's count Dracula in the, the Van Helsing film. He That's is right. Yes. He is, isn't he? I, Cause I've never seen that. I looked <laughs> oh him up. My gosh. I was like, Man, this guy looks familiar. Why does he look familiar? And I was like, mission impossible. Two. I, was like, I don't know who he is. I can't remember who he is in that. I he's the guy like, that the, they put the bomb in the, the uh, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I flipped to the next one. And I was like, Van Helsing. Oh, he's, he's Dracula. God, he, <laughs> I've forgotten so much about that movie that doesn't involve yeah, Kate well, Beckinsale. You don't need to remember much. We should watch that and do a commentary. We should do a commentary. We should. Uh, so I ha- I've got two more pieces of trivia, and then we can uh, we can start wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, so Heath Ledger mm-hmm. lost this role for um, for Christian yeah. um, when it was determined he was too young to be a romantic interest for Nicole Kidman. Fair. Very fair. Yeah, probably because, I mean, this was 2001. 2001 so, yeah, so yeah, he would have like 2021. 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, She's in he her was, 30s. Yeah, yeah. He was so angry at Boz Lerman that years later, he <laughs> refused to work with him in Australia. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Australia, the film, not the country. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
I thought like Baz Luhrmann like, came to your country. He gets off the plane. Yes, I will make a movie here. And Heath Ledger goes, just like a boomerang, I come back around and I say no to you. That's a terrible Heath Ledger. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible Australian accent. I apologize to everyone run, in Australia. Heath Ledger's running down the runway with a snake to throw at Baz. <laughs> yeah. just, He's got a koala plans. on his back. Drop um, And then uh, the final one, which is the weirdest. Mm. Um, oh. Originally, the green fairy was going to be a long-haired muscle man with a giant sitar, and Ozzy Osbourne was hired to provide the vocals. What? Eventually, the it was changed to the current Tinkerbell incarnation. Kylie Minogue. Kylie, yeah. yeah. Um, but Osbourne still gives the voice of the fairies guttural scream when it and when it turns evil. Okay, that's that's <laughs> amazing because I was really confused. So when I watched it, yeah, and the guttural scream happens, I go. Okay, I guess they digitally oh, did something, yeah. or like they, you know. And then when I was looking on IMDb at like you know who played what, mm-hmm. uh, I came across and I, I was going through the cast. It's like Kylie Minogue, the Green Fairy, and right next to it, Ozzy Osbourne, the Green Fairy. And I was like, was there two Green Fairies? Did I miss a different fairy? <laughs> did I? In all the chaos, was there a second fairy that I didn't see that like was in there? Was that like the, the Euro Trip Green Fairy versus this <laughs> right. Green Fairy? It's like, wait, hold on. Did I just wait a minute. One? Yeah. Um, one, one more thing, too. I, I do have to shout out the unconscious Argentinian, um, Jakik Koman, uh, who's narco- a Polish. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's Polish. Mm. And, Not um, even Argentinian. What yeah, yeah he, did a, he did a fantastic job. Oh, I thought he was great. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did great um, as the the lead for Tango D. Roxanne. So. Of course. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did really good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, that sounds like we're kind of uh, wrapping up here. So before we go, we do have to talk about our Patreon. Yeah, promote that Patreon. Just $1. Mm-hmm. You get access to all of our bonus content, mm-hmm. commentaries, bonus episodes, something, something. Steven. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you get Steven for $1. No, hold on. No. $2? But Steven's <laughs> very cheap. Think about it. Though. New tier. You can't, <laughs> Steven tier. You can't even go up. For three dollars, you can get Stephen today. <laughs> oh my god! You can't even go to a Coke machine and get a Coke for a dollar these days. The kids these days don't understand. Don't understand. Does Stephen get free shipping? We have to poke holes in the box this time when we send Stephen. <laughs> we have to remember that. Um, yeah, oh no, a dollar is a great value, and you get so much content. We love we we love the the return on investment here. Yeah, and we we do love the support. We like love all our patrons. Yeah, and access to all our bonus episodes. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. one bonus episode a month, guaranteed. It's yep. going to be something fun. It could be a little, little uh, wacky, a little weird. Yeah, it's a different format than the shows. Yeah. It's, it's it could a, be game shows. It could be a discussion about comfort food could movies. Be a you never know. List. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes we just fight presidents. <laughs> it happens just, but, sometimes. Just, just, as one know. would want just to do. Just things you got to do sometimes. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so as always, follow us on social, leave us a review wherever you're listening now, and share us with a friend. That sounds like all the time we have, so until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. (laughs) 